You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast. We're reading the Bible like you'd have a conversation so that you can find your next best yes in your relationship with God. This season of the podcast, we've been reading through the wisdom literature. Remember, the Bible is one book made of 66 books, and those books are organized by genre, like in a library. And how you study a book depends on what genre it's in. It's important to know with this wisdom literature, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, where to apply this wisdom that we read. So Job is God's wisdom on suffering. Psalms is God's wisdom on worship. Proverbs is God's wisdom on life. And now we get to Ecclesiastes, which is God's wisdom on purpose and meaning very sensitive and important topic for so many of us as humans. The word Ecclesiastes means one who gathers an assembly. We might use the word preacher. The book itself starts with the writer calling himself the preacher. And it doesn't specifically name the writer of this book, but we can make an educated guess. It says he's a son of David, which that title could apply to anyone in David's genealogy, not just his physical sons. But it also says that he is a king in Jerusalem, which narrows it down. He also talks about how he's experienced everything life has to offer. So of all the kings of Jerusalem, this is most true of Solomon. So we assume Solomon wrote this book toward the end of his life, almost like he's gathering all of us around in a group, huddling close, as he passes on some final pieces of wisdom before he dies. And the wisdom that he offers, it's not exactly upbeat and encouraging, but remember, this is God's wisdom on purpose and meaning. So, if we're going to explore this, we need to have an open mind that our priorities are not necessarily going to be God's priorities. And what we consider to be meaningful isn't necessarily what God considers to be meaningful. And if we're setting out to find the most meaning in life, then there's going to be some uncomfortable surprises surrounding things that we thought were meaningful in this life or some things that we are currently doing and thinking. So with that understood, let's go on this quest for meaning in Ecclesiastes chapters 1 through 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem, Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What does man gain from all his labor in which he labors under the sun? One generation goes and another generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun also rises and the sun goes down and hurries to its place where it rises. The wind goes toward the south and turns around to the north. It turns around continually as it goes and the wind returns again to its courses. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea's not full. To the place where the rivers flow, there they flow again. All things are full of weariness beyond uttering. 
the eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. That which has been is that which shall be, and that which has been done is that which shall be done, and there's no new thing under the sun. Is there a thing of which it may be said, oh, this is new? It's been long ago, in the ages which were before us. There's no memory of the former, neither shall there be any memory of the latter that are to come among those that shall come after. I, the preacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem. I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning all that's done under the sky. It's a heavy burden that God has given to the sons of men to be afflicted with. I've seen all of the works that are done under the sun, and all is vanity and a chasing after the wind. That which is crooked can't be made straight, and that which is lacking can't be counted. I said to myself, I've obtained for myself great wisdom above all who were before me in Jerusalem. Yes, my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge, and I applied my heart to no wisdom and to no madness and folly. I perceived that this is also a chasing after the wind, for in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. I said in my heart, come now, I'll I'll test you with mirth, therefore enjoy pleasure. And behold, this also was vanity. I said of laughter, it's foolishness. And of mirth, what does it accomplish? I searched in my heart how to cheer my flesh with wine, my heart yet guiding me with wisdom, and how to lay hold of folly until I might see what it was good for the sons of men that they should do under heaven all the days of their lives. I made myself great works. I built myself houses. I planted myself vineyards. I made myself gardens and parks, and I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruit. I made myself pools of water to water the forest where trees have grown. I bought male servants and female servants and had servants born in my house. I also had great possessions of herds and flocks above all who were before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and of provinces. I got myself male and female singers and the delights of the sons of men, musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. My wisdom also remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I didn't keep from them. I didn't withhold my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced because of all my labor And this was my portion from all my labor. Then I looked at all the works that my hands had worked, and at all the labor that I had labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and a chasing after wind, and there was no profit under the sun. I turned myself to consider wisdom, madness, and folly, for what can the king's successor do? Just that which has been done long ago. And then I saw that wisdom excels folly, as far as light excels darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, and the fool walks in darkness. And yet, I perceived that one event happens to them all. Then I said in my heart, as it happens to the fool, so will it happen even to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said in my heart that this is also vanity. For of the wise man, even as of the fool, there is no memory forever. Since in the days to come, all will have been long forgotten. Indeed, the wise man must die just like the fool. So, I hated life. 
because the work that is worked under the sun was grievous to me for all is vanity and chasing after the wind. I, I hated all my labor in which I labored under the sun because I must leave it to the man who comes after me. Who knows whether he'll be a wise man or a fool, yet he'll have rule over all of my labor in which I've labored, in which I have shown myself wise under the sun. This also is vanity. Therefore, I began to cause my heart to despair concerning all the labor in which I had labored under the sun. For there's a man whose labor is with wisdom, with knowledge, and with skillfulness. Yet he shall leave it for his portion to a man who's not labored for it. This is also vanity and a great evil. For what does a man have of all his labor and of the striving of his heart in which he labors under the sun? For all his days are sorrows, and his travail is grief. Yes, even in the night his heart takes no rest. This also is vanity. There's nothing better for a man than he should eat and drink and make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw, that it's from the hand of God. For who can eat, or who can have enjoyment more than I? For to the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy. But to the sinner, he gives travail, to gather and to heap up, that he may give to him who pleases God. This also is vanity, and a chasing after wind." For everything there is a season, and a time for everything under heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek, and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to tear, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war, and a time for peace. What profit has he who works in that which he labors? I've seen the burden which God has given to the sons of men to be afflicted with. He's made everything beautiful in his time. He's also set eternity in their hearts so that a man can't find out the work God has done from the beginning even to the end. I know that there's nothing better for them to rejoice and to do good as long as they live. Also, that every man should eat and drink and enjoy good in all his labor is the gift of God. I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. And God has done it that men should fear before him. That which has been long ago, and that which is to be, has been long ago. God seeks again that which has passed away. Moreover, I saw under the sun, in the place of justice, that wickedness was there. And in the place of righteousness, that wicked was there. I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, for there's a time there for every purpose and for every work. And I said in my heart, as for the sons of men, God tests them, so that they may see that they themselves are like animals. For that which happens to the sons of men happens to animals. Even one thing happens to them. As the one dies, so the other dies. Yes, they have all one breath, and man has no advantage over the animals, for all's vanity. All go to one place, all are from the dust, and all turn to dust again. 
Who knows the spirit of man, whether it goes upward and the spirit of the animal, whether it goes downward into the earth? Therefore, I saw there's nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his works, for that's his portion, for who can bring him to see what will be after him? Then I returned and saw all the oppressions that are done under the sun, and the tears of those who were oppressed, and they had no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors there was power, but they had no comforter. Therefore I praised the dead who have been long dead, more than the living who are yet alive. Yes, better than them both is him who has not yet been, who has not seen the evil work that's done under the sun." Then I saw all the labor and achievement that is the envy of a man's neighbor. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. The fool folds his hands together and ruins himself. Better is a handful with quietness than two handfuls of labor and chasing after the wind. Then I returned and saw vanity under the sun. There's one who is alone, and he has neither son nor brother. There's no end to all of his labor, neither are his eyes satisfied with wealth. For whom then do I labor and deprive my soul of enjoyment? (laughs) This also is vanity. Yes, it's a miserable business. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and doesn't have another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have warmth, but how can one keep warm alone? If a man prevails against one who is alone, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better is a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king who doesn't know how to receive admonition anymore. For out of his prison he came out to be a king. Yes, even in his kingdom he was born poor. I saw all the living who walk under the sun, that they were with the youth, the other who succeeded him. There was no end of all the people, even of all them over whom he was. Yet those who come after shall not rejoice in him. Surely this also is vanity and a chasing after wind. When you start looking for meaning in light of God, things that used to interest you will grow dim and boring. This doesn't mean you'll grow dull and cynical. No, it's quite the opposite. You'll experience more clarity and purpose, more passion for things that truly matter. But the process can be painful. Did anything from today's reading challenge how much meaning you give to some area of your life? Ask God to help you see it like he sees it. That's wisdom. And that's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.